This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Welcome to the Pat and Stu Show. Uh, ISIS is, uh, yeah, whether, you know, look, we are going to handle this problem. I think everybody realizes it. It's just a matter of time. The strategies are just starting to kick in. Oh, man. We we told you yesterday about the three-day summit that is on the way. Mm -hmm. Three full work days minus breaks and lunches. That's still scheduled? uh, Well, it's not scheduled yet. It's scheduled. It's coming. Okay, the exact schedule isn't worked out per se, but it's on the way. Okay. And when that thing hits, when you, you ever been hit in the face by a giant three-day summit? No. I have not. And most people haven't. And uh, that experience, that'll change you. That'll change you. Just so shake you right out of Islamic extremism. Has it happened to you? Oh, my gosh. I used to be a terrorist. Oh, wow. Yeah, I uh, used wow. to go around blowing up buildings all over the place, and then mm-hmm. some guy started hey, up a three-day three day summit? Yeah, three summit Holy crap. to convince me not to do it anymore, well, and here I am now, summit an American Shima. citizen. What? It's almost Summit Shima. Yeah, Summit Shima. Uh, yep, yep, it is. Right. It's, it's, that it's like bad. that. It's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that uh, you can come out with some serious job opportunities. Oh, yeah. Uh, out of this three-day summit. That's what I think could happen. You want to make sure you employ people as much as possible. You do, because n- here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're poor, and they are jobless. Yes. So the only thing left to do is blow people up. That's the only thing left That's to do. That's what it is. I, I, well, That's I, why it happens so much yeah. in poor cities like Detroit, where people are blowing up all the time. Yep. New Orleans, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah, big Poughkeepsie Big blow-up area because yeah. of uh, uh, poverty and, and joblessness. That's why so many toddlers are blowing things up across the country because they don't have jobs. Unemployed. Yeah, unemployed. The, the, yeah. the uh, toddler unemployment rate mm. is, is nearing 100%. Nearing. Oh. There's, a, there's a few on some uh, sitcoms that got jobs. Well, for the poor toddlers, it's 142%. That's true. That's for true. For poor really? toddlers, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's so that they bad, make up Jeff. for some of the... <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. It is. It's that bad out so. there. And that seriously is their plan. A, to get some jobs. Yeah. B, the three-day summit to discuss options. C, they're going to go on Twitter, and they're going to make people feel bad on Twitter with using a 350 uh, state-controlled uh, Twitter accounts. So uh, you, you got all no, those things. No, come on now. Come on. I'll give you the real quote wow. here. Let's see if I can find it real quick. <laughs> Marie Harf at the State Department said, we can't, we can't kill them. Uh, what was it she said? She said, uh, we, we can't kill our way out of this war. I think that's the first time in the history of war that's been said. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't just kill them. We can't kill our way out of this war. 
Uh, we have to do things like, and she really said, get them job opportunities. Yeah. That's not our job. No, we don't. Our job is not to get terrorist jobs. That's not, that's not our job. Your job in this administration is to get Americans jobs, uh, I grant you, or to at least clear the path mm -hmm. for businesses so that they can get people jobs. But getting terrorists overseas jobs, that's no. No, I'm sorry. No. no. I, look, it, there's this idea that you address the underlying cause of terrorism, which I, I understand. Know. That is not uh, the underlying. Poverty no. and joblessness is not the underlying cause well, what, 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 of terrorism. What would be the underlying cause in this particular instance? Uh, radical Islam. Yeah, but that's the thing mm -hmm. we can't say. So mm -hmm. you want to argue that okay. we can go and address the, the underlying cause of a terrorist attack. We're with you on that. You just have to actually recognize what it is. Yeah. Um, another, uh, by the way, as I mentioned, another underlying cause of this type of terrorism is life. Yeah. It's difficult for them to have yeah. attacks when they're dead. So, yes, killing actually does help this uh, well, quite I a mean, bit. They're killing mm -hmm. to get themselves into the war. Let's, we can go ahead and kill it to end it. Yeah, look, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every major war that has been won has been won in this way, right? Uh, I mean, the, you kill and you kill and you kill and you kill and you kill. Do you think uh, the, the, the Nazis, if we were, you know, getting, they were all employed, I don't know if anyone noticed that. They all had jobs. That was not the problem with Nazi Germany. Uh, the problem was the ideology that didn't go away until we crushed essentially every member. We took citizens from the country and walked them through concentration camps to see what happened after uh, the war was over. We put all of their leaders on, uh, on trial in Nuremberg, exposed their war crimes, and then killed a bunch of them as well mm -hmm. uh, of those that were left. That was the uh, the goal of, of of that, and it worked. It worked. It worked. I mean, sure, there are some people who still believe in Nazi you know tendencies. There's some. Uh, we've seen a little uprising in Greece. There's various groups here and there. But in reality, it's about the best hope uh, outcome you can hope for. I would say so. You, you win. You uh, just destroy an ideology. You you make it so that. The freaking style of mustache the leader had is, is no longer available, basically, to be worn, with the exception of Michael Jordan, oddly. Uh, people won't even wear the, the mustache anymore. That's how hard you go after it. Do we have that attitude with, with Islamic extremism? No. The answer no. is no. No. We do not. You know, I, I think it was in the first Peloponnesian War where <laughs> uh, they, actually, they actually sent in a team of uh of spartans to get the athenians jobs mm -hmm. and uh and i think they they came up with really? uh, yeah yeah they had they've said you know what you should do is pose for this uh th this uh greek artist and maybe he'll mold a statue of you oh. so they got that terrorist job that's how that happened and then in for somebody else they got him to make euros you know a lot of people call them gyros they're actually called euros you can be a euro maker, and then eventually down the road that'll be a big hit. It's not going to be right now, but what you should do is mix lamb with some kind of sauce. Maybe put some lettuce in there, wrap it around a pita thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and so they they created an economy in Athens that really started helping them to flourish, and that stopped the first Peloponnesian War. Now in the second one, there was a lot of killing, but I don't think that was the way to go. I don't know why they didn't learn the lesson from the first one right. when they got them jobs. It was all about pitas. It was all about pitas, yep. euros, uh, sculpting. Well, people don't realize, uh, for example, V for Vendetta, uh, mm -hmm. that actually the initial ending for that was him just getting a job at Cinnabon. And then he was fine. He I didn't, didn't realize He didn't that. go through with the attack. Really? Yeah, that was the initial. They, they made it all Hollywood. Huh. Yeah, uh, but in reality, he was selling uh, the mini buns, right. uh, the uh, pecan buns. 
Uh, I got to tell you, that's a good gig. Cinestics. It's a darn it's a good, good gig. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, you never go hungry. Yeah, it's, and this is Here. a little bit of a separate point before we get to this. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine working at Cinnabon? Oh. I would weigh 50,000 pounds. Yes. I already weigh 40,000, but I would gain an extra 10,000 pounds working at Cinnabon. Can you imagine having access mm. to Cinnabons all the time, that smell all the time? I could only hope that one day you would get sick of it. Or you would Maybe. see how it was made or something, yes. and that turned you off. I don't, think I, I don't know. After, after it would be bad. After the first, uh, you know, after the first <laughs> ten thousand pounds mm-hmm. uh, added onto your body, you better be about the time you get sick of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> By what? the way, where are the Cinnabons? I mean, we've been talking about them for a Natasha! minute. Natasha, Natasha. Uh, place that would be worse for me is uh, working at Blue Bell Ice Cream Factory. No. Oh <laughs> my gosh, yeah. <laughs> would be worse for yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, can I get a quick confession before we get to the news of the day? Mm-hmm. About the rest. <laughs> So last week, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm like, it was one of those days. I'm just like, I'm going to eat anything I want today, which, by the way, seems like most days. Uh, and I'm, so I'm going through the Burger King drive-thru uh, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I order my oh, typical Burger breakfast King, right? on a day Burger like King, right? that. Right? You're going to have some hash browns. You're going to have like a croissant sandwich. I think you have to. Maybe a biscuit sandwich, all egg like and cheese, cheese for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm loading up, and I'm about to pull away, and then I see... That yeah. Burger King now sells mini Cinnabons. Yeah, in a little, oh. in a for breakfast. Cup. Yeah, at least are they really com- good? It comes. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not the it's not the cup kind where you dip them. It's no. the kind where there's it's called a mini mini bun, and it's a smaller cinnamon bun. But the actual way a cinnamon bun a cinnamon looks, yeah. and it's in a little tiny, you know, like okay. hamburger. So I'm like, all right, you know, a little hamburger carton. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll get, you know, I'm, I, it, look, I'm there. Already, they went yeah. through all the trouble to carry this product. <laughs> Who am be, I? It would be wrong it of would you. It would be rude. And rude. To, yes. to not order one. So yes. I actually ordered it. And then I realized if I get, I don't want to get here and eat it, you know, like a slob in front of everybody. Uh-huh. So I attempted to eat the Cinnabon <laughs> in the car mm-hmm. while I was driving. So you, you've got the you. hand thing like this. And mm-hmm. the only way to do it is you've got you to gotta knee drive. And then yeah. you've got to pop it over here. And you've got to pe- pull the pieces off of the Cinnabon and try to eat it. Now, of course, it's covered in that gooey, delicious icing stuff they put on there mm-hmm. so i'm kind of handling it like this and i'm driving like this and i'm pulling it off and i'm eating and then i get to work and then i'm about to go on on the, the magical tv box and i look down and i forgot it's cinnabon <laughs> all down here and now i have a big splotch of cinnabon icing where, where it got on my hand and i didn't realize it and i reached to make a turn on my steering wheel. Yeah. So now every time I reach to make a turn on my steering wheel, I could take, there's just a little bit of sticky Cinnabon icing yeah. on the steering wheel, reminding me constantly of how out of shape I am. Uh, it's awesome. I it's, was, was going to say, it probably keeps the car smelling like Cinnabon for oh, I would buy. I would buy a Cinnabon freaking air freshener in a second. I'm <laughs> surprised <laughs> they don't have that. Yeah. That'd be a good, Where are the Cinnabon air fresheners? <laughs> well, they do. It's called Burger King drive through Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that was a little bit. A little a bit of a little, sidetrack on terrorism little, right? into the full Cinnabon conversation. But let's yeah. bring it back to someone who's going to make you think of not quite mm-hmm. as appetizing. State Department spokesman uh, Marie Harp. This is what we were talking about a few minutes ago on how you, you can't kill your way out of a war. <laughs> Are you stupid? Nothing we do right now seems to be directed at stopping this. Well, I think there's a few stages here. Right now what we're doing is trying to take their 
their leaders and their fighters off the battlefield in Iraq and in Syria. That's really where they've flourished. Are we killing enough of them? We're killing a lot of them, and we're going to keep killing more of them. So are the Egyptians, so are the Jordanians. They're in this fight with us. But we cannot win this war by killing them. We cannot kill our way no. out of this war. No. We need, in the longer term, medium and longer term, to go after the root causes that leads people to join these groups, whether Which it's is... lack of opportunity for jobs. We're whether... not going to be able to stop that in our lifetime or 50 lifetimes. There's always going to be poor people. There's always going to be poor Muslims. And as long as there are poor Muslims, the trumpet's blowing. They'll join. We can't stop that. Can we? we can work with countries around the world to help improve their governance. We can help them build their economy so they can have job opportunities for these people. Yes. The American people, I think, That's are twice. getting humiliated morally by this. We are seeing these pictures. What are you supposed to say? Oh, I'm going to think about something else? What are we doing to stop this? It sounds like we can't stop it. Well, I think they should know that the United States military is taking direct action in Iraq and in Syria. We're taking their leaders out. We're taking out their financing. We're taking out their training camps. This is a long fight, Chris. God, so wow. Even Chris Matthews mm. is calling BS on this crap. It is so thick. The BS they're putting out there is so thick and so deep that even Chris Matthews and Ed Schultz are saying, what are you talking about? This doesn't even make sense to them. you got to go pretty far before you don't make sense to those guys. It's really incredible. At least he called her BS out on, <clears throat> what are you talking about? You can't, you can't fix this by getting them jobs. You can't fix this by helping their economy. First of all, whose economy do you help? ISIS? What economy do they have? <laughs> they just rob banks. Uh, yeah. And steal people's fortunes. I, I, I mean, they, they're stealing fortunes, and I think they've got some backers and some donors. So, But whose economy do you help? Are you going to go to Yemen and say, we're going to build up your economy, and you go to... Syria and you build up theirs and you go to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and you pour even more money into those places that we're already pouring money into so that none of their kids turn to terrorism? Come on, man. What, an what are you supposed to do? To the average person in that region to That's say, right. essentially, look, yeah, if they don't, they don't have a job, they're going to wind up want to be having people on the beach. It's really unbelievable. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? We've we got to get them jobs, then they won't do that. But they're so feeble-minded and have such little character mm -hmm. that, you know, look, if they don't get that Cinnabon gig, they're going to be decapitating people. Right. Wait, by the way, where's the Cinnabon? Cinnabon, what place. What the heck is going on? What do we... <clears throat> Speaking of Cinnabons, here's a guy who's had a number of them. Uh, Ed Schultz and what he thinks uh, should be going on. Or what is happening. I think this act of mass murder amounts to a religious war. Now, we all have wow. our own interpretations at this point. This continues to go on. At this point, these people were targeted, as I see it, and murdered because of their faith. You think? Now, the response from the <laughs> Egyptian government has been swift and strong. Egypt has launched a series of airstrikes against ISIS in Libya. ISIS has spawned a number of radical affiliate groups outside its territory. It controls, and of course, ISIS-related groups now stretch from Algeria across Africa to Afghanistan. So what's the analysis here? Clearly, ISIS is growing geographically. Now, this is the biggest jihad that we've seen in our lifetime. They are gaining influence. They have a strong social media presence. They are recruiting more and more every day. Fighters have traveled from around the world to join ISIS in Iraq and Syria. That's amazing. His, his uh, map that he showed looked very familiar. Uh, looked like the map that Glenn showed about four years ago when they all mocked him on the caliphate. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Same one, basically. Um, now, here's Ben Carson. You, you talk about a guy who uh, has some political aspirations, and I think Ben Carson is that guy. He's a guy with some aspirations, and <clears throat> he's a guy who 
I think is really smart and maybe has a shot. I, I don't know. But we, this would be the area where you'd say, okay, Ben Carson, sure, he's probably going to be good on health care. Yeah. Uh, he's going to understand a lot of uh, the domestic policy. He's going to be good on foreign policy, though. Uh, how does he handle <clears throat> ISIS? I think this is a legitimate question, and I'm kind of interested to see Me too. Uh, how he does with it. Uh, this is on, uh, I guess, uh, Fox News. Watch. Uh, they are extremely sophisticated, and they have tentacles that are growing throughout the world. They're still in their adolescent stage. And this is the time when we can crush them. Uh, but if we allow them to mature into a, a full-grown tree with deep roots and, and thick branches, it's going to be almost impossible. We need to do it now. Winston Churchill said, fight your enemy while you can beat them. Because if you delay the fight, you will eventually be fighting them for your life. Hmm. We need to understand that. What would you do, doctor? Yes. Well, I would use every resource available, uh, military, banking, sanctions, you name it. And I would not hesitate to put boots on the ground. You oh, know, yeah. we need to, wow. to be the leaders. Mm. The coalition will form if it has a leader. But you can't sit around saying, well, He's you right guys there. do this and we'll do th You know, this is serious. And uh, so I would commit everything wow. to, to eliminating them right now. Interesting. He would not oh, wow. hesitate to put boots on the ground. Well, I would hesitate. I would hesitate. <laughs> I'm just saying I would hesitate. I am hesitating uh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, it's interesting, though. Yeah, no, it's an interesting point. I mean, he's certainly showing that he's much uh, stronger on the issue than you know, our president is right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, whether... Whether that mean, whether that's the right move or you know whether he's going down the right road there, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit uh, hesitant on it, but I'd, I'd definitely like to hear more from uh, Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. By the way, he mentioned uh, they were talking about um, uh, trees and, and, and you know, the roots growing deep, mm -hmm. and it g gave me the visual of, of the special tonight, the root, which is, you know, they've gone into Russia, which is the, the root of that issue. Uh, tonight is the root of Big Brother, essentially. Where do, where do we go back to when we're looking at, uh, you know, Things like uh, cybersecurity and uh, and uh, people spying on you in your homes and surveillance. How far does that go back? It goes back a lot further than uh, you know Edward Snowden, and they go through the history of that and what, what to look forward to in the future. And it's a, not a, not necessarily a, a, a pleasant picture. And that's uh, coming up uh, tonight here on the Glenn Beck program, which I guess is still on this network, right? We haven't got rid of that thing yet. Yeah, still. And we're working on it. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, uh, President Obama. We were talking uh, yesterday a little bit. Was it yesterday? Just, just yesterday was President's Day, right? And we mentioned the presidential poll, where uh, the, according to I guess it was experts. Was that like professors and and presidential experts and and whatnot? Uh, historians ranked FDR number one president of all time. Number two was. I uh, don't uh, remember. Lincoln. Lincoln. Three okay. was Washington. Three Washington. Uh, so Obama wasn't in the top five. In fact, he didn't show up in the top ten. He was actually 18th in this, which is kind of satisfying. You know, because uh, I think history is going to look back on him much less favorably as time goes on. I don't know about that. I mean, I it should. I really believe that. I think that. we would both should. agree they should. I just feel like they're going to... They're going to figure out a way to make this guy look good. He's our you first think? black president. You know, he is the he's all these <clears throat> barriers broken. He's very progressive. 
theory. I, I just think that those guys, I mean, look at FDR. I mean, if you would have talked about FDR after he left, uh, you know, and he left in a, in a way that uh, may have given him a little cushion on how people felt about him. Um, but, you know, a few years after, remember, they, they did the thing where they passed the amendment to limit you to two terms immediately after right. uh, he was gone. I mean, this is a guy who wasn't. You know, he was liked, but he was not. Uh, he was liked mainly because of of the war, winning people, the war. Yeah, and people, people were, were pissed off at his domestic, domestic policy largely, and yeah, and, they and they were. But over time, that smoothed out, and yeah. the historians have done what they're supposed to do uh, as progressive historians, and 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 you know, they don't talk about him interning mm. people, and they don't talk about the negative things that went on, him packing the court and doing things that were unconstitutional constantly. So over time, he's now our best president. I feel like when they get to work and they get going, that's when uh, the, it takes a few years. Yeah, possibly. Um, but those who view Obama as one of the worst American presidents outnumber those who think he's one of the best three to one by a three to one margin. And then most people are somewhere in the middle, just giving him kind of a passing grade, which is why he ended up uh, 19th. Um, but during my investigation of this story, they had uh, they had posted the video of him accepting the Nobel Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize, a few years ago. I, you know, you forget that sometimes. You forget now because he's prosecuted, what, uh, seven attacks on various countries around the world, um, including Libya, and he's, he's started new warring attempts in Syria, and we're, we're bombing Yemen. And, I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on with this guy and his war effort. Yet he won the Nobel Prize about two weeks into his presidency. Yeah. And now he wants a new war with ISIS. And now he wants, he wants another one. Authorization for yet another military yeah. conflict. So you forget sometimes that he won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. What a weeks joke. into his presidency. That was really the end of the Nobel Prize to me. I mean, look, you know, I think maybe the How science have ones, any credibility? Stands, but the Nobel Peace Prize, and it should, look, they gave it to a terrorist. So, I mean, let's yeah. be honest about it. It, it was it never a legitimate prize, ago. but, it, I mean, it wasn't, like, that's a different standard. Okay, uh, you give it to somebody who you say... Uh, has brought the process together, and I think you're wrong. Obama had accomplished nothing. He was Zero. just elected. That's yeah. all. He hadn't done nothing. It wasn't even as if he, at least he was, you know, at least uh, Arafat was in the freaking conversation for a couple decades, right. even though he affected it negatively, in my opinion. At least he was in the conversation. This guy just walked in and got employee of the month his first day on the job. Yeah, I think like you, Obama is a, is a tougher one to justify than Yasser Arafat. That's unbelievable. It, it is. A, he was a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. But even you could tell Obama was uncomfortable even in his acceptance speech because he's like, uh, something about uh, I know the irony of of uh, you know fighting two wars and sending troops into battle right now as I'm receiving the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, it's not lost on me that kind of thing. Uh, and I don't remember the exact statement, but it was like, but I appreciate this. I'm gonna I'm gonna work for peace and blah blah blah. And ever since then, what have we done? Peace bomb, wise, bomb. again, he has bombed more countries than George W. Bush. Than George Bush, mm -hmm. yeah, and he has uh, droned. Many more people yeah. than George W. Bush. He has killed American citizens overseas. George Bush didn't do that. Uh, he fought hard for the authorization just to have it in his office to do that. Just to indiscriminately, if he wanted to, kill even American citizens if he decided it was necessary with drones. Without a hearing, w without a trial, without an arrest, obviously. You just take a drone to him and, and uh, a Hellfire missile, and it's over. I mean, just unbelievable when you think back to him winning the Nobel Prize, and it's like, 
wow, how do you, as the committee, as the Nobel committee, how do you, how do you even look in the mirror after that? It's like if, if Miss America was named as Jeffy, you shut the pageant down, right? <laughs> like, it's over. <laughs> you don't try anymore. Right. There's no future pageants. Okay, and not, not even does a, Miss America not... look like that. <laughs> Let's say Jeffy was born in Switzerland. He was born in Switzerland and is a man. And is a man. Yep. Like, and he's only been to America <laughs> once, and it's to accept the crown of Miss America. Yeah. And then he's crowned. That's what it's like. Do you want to? I'm willing to take that. <laughs> you would be willing to take, it. take the crown. Let me have the flowers. Let me have the. Sandwich. And how would you explain it during your acceptance speech? Yeah, uh, the winner, Jeff Fisher. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's so nice to finally be recognized for the beauty that's me. Mention the children. Mention the children. <laughs> Are you uh, willing to enter into an evening gown competition uh, to try to make this happen? Well, maybe, I already won it. Maybe, 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 maybe a swimsuit, swimsuit competition. That's a good point. Who's in? Let's try it. Let's, Let's give it a whirl. Let's see what happens. All right. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven pack. More patents due coming up. I'm not sure I want to see it. Maybe we put on blindfolds and let America see it? Maybe we do that. You probably have to blindfold yourself, right? Because you, you don't want to see that. Am I right? Oh, I always do. Intense. You're looking for something, and you've been looking for a long time. What, what are you looking for? Surfing porn, or what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm, my freaking membership at Jeffy's site isn't working. And oh, man. Get the... You need a new password? Yeah, can you can you refresh it again? <laughs> I, I can on. for another four ninety five. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the way Jeffy does business, shockingly. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, Bill Nye. I don't know why we're hearing about this guy. I mean, he did a kids show for four-year-olds for a couple of years, and it was, you know, it, it moved really fast, and it did a lot of dumb sound effects, and it kept their interest for a few seconds, and then uh, he went away. And now all of a sudden, he's back all the time on MSNBC because they found somebody who will tow the administration line on global warming, which, by the way, don't call it that. He wants the media to call it climate change. Uh, here he is. Let's not confuse or interchange climate change with uh, global warming. Oh, really? Global, Why? The world is getting warmer. There's more carbon dioxide holding is in it? more heat. Well, so then, when the climate uh -huh. changes, some places get colder. And the thing that's really consistent with climate change models is this variance, where it's cold, it's warm, it's cold, it's warm. And so uh, <laughs> I was in Wyoming what a convenient last model. week, and it yeah. was 50 Isn't degrees it? Fahrenheit. It's very unusual. And so what I would hope for my my dream joy your dream is that you all you and the news business would just say the word climate change well, just That's like it could word. be climate change it's a possible connection to climate change is this evidence of climate change could you just toss that in now and then Absolutely. i would like to toss it in every oh, single time i will say to the conservatives we need you this is to say we can't have everybody be a progressive liberal bleeding heart and so on so on 
We need people on both sides. Yeah, you sure but do. If and you can't get the us. The conservative side is going to continue to deny Sorry, what 97 percent of the scientists in the world are saying. It's not just the conservative side, my friend. What 97 percent of the world scientists are saying. We're not going to make progress. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a statistic, of course. I cannot stand this guy on so many levels. I know. It's so it's so bizarre. So basically, what you're saying is all we have to do is listen to you because every event that could possibly happen proves it's, your thesis. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. like for example, uh, this is what we find in global warming. It's really hot or really cold. Well, uh, we have mm. had not had a hot or cold month mm -hmm. or summer or excuse me, winter here. It hasn't been hot or cold. Mm -hmm. We haven't had any really big events either way. It hasn't been really warm. It hasn't been in the 70s every day in the winter, and we haven't had any snowstorms in the winter either. Now, last year we did have a snowstorm. A couple of them. Um, a couple of them. Uh, the, you know, a, a couple of summers ago, it was warmer than normal. But last year, it wasn't. Last year, it was probably it wasn't. a little bit cooler than so normal. So what you do is you go to other places where that is happening. Yes, somewhere on Earth, at all times, you will be having weather that isn't normal. As it has always been, yes. by the way. Yes. As it has always been. So, yes, you're going to see uh, inordinate amounts of snow in Boston when it's a normal winter here. I mean, that just happens it's always happened how i'd love to get this asinine moron in the studio to to talk about this <laughs> I, 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 this is love, like your dream it is my dream mm -hmm. it is my i have a dream today friends one day bill nye will show up not at msnbc which is always friendly never ask him a tough question like hey bill how is it of course you want it said that it's climate change that way everything that happens fits into your little theory yeah I mean, there's no way to disprove your theory when everything proves it. If what he says is true, he should come on this program. He should. If what he says is that he needs to get, you know, I wish I challenge him. Would, and not would this, continue not even, to deny the 97% of scientists that agree on this. Come on the radio show, or this one, or both. Come on all three shows, the radio, this one, Glenn's TV show. I bet we'd, we'd be willing to have him on all three if he would come here to Dallas and talk to us about climate change and his bull crap. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really absurd. I mean, look, it's he, absurd. the idea that separate from the climate, you know, stuff that he's trying to do there, the, the idea that MSNBC doesn't bring up climate change all, enough. All the time. It's one of the most delusional things I've ever heard in my life. I mean, they bring up. They they bring up things, you know, literally, they will bring up climate change into stories that are completely unrelated to weather or climate. Right. It's Everything is climate change with these guys. They ask questions about evolution because they're trying to make points about climate change. They, they, they bring climate change into almost every news story uh, where it is in, at all possible to bring in. Uh, and we're supposed to act as if these guys don't do that? I mean, this is their game. It's crazy. It's, and, it's, it's bizarre. And one more point on that nonsense mm -hmm. in, the, in his first clip here. And that's that only conservatives disbelieve the man-caused climate change bullcrap mm -hmm. he's trying to sell. Uh, it's something like 30% of Americans believe that it's, it's substantially or significantly because of man that the climate is warming or cooling or doing whatever. Yeah, I know. In the New York Times poll several years ago, they asked it, I think, the most effective way, which was breaking out whether... Because they try to say, well, man, has some influence. Well, yeah, no. Some. Well, see, there's a lot of levels of this. First of all, duh, is the earth warming? Okay. Yeah. Well, most people would say yes to that. It has warmed in the past hundred you know, years or so. Uh, is, is it natural causes? Uh, well, okay. Um, you know, some, a lot of conservatives would argue it's, it's natural. Is there some mix there? A lot of people would say that as well. Is it mostly even the majority uh, man mm -hmm. 
There are, you get some people into that boat. That's never what they're arguing. They're saying it's A, either very close or all of the effect is man. Secondarily, you have to go a step past that. Just saying it's all man is not a big deal. You still have to go to the fact that that will cause catastrophe. You have to go to the point where Al Gore's 20-foot sea level rise is going to come hit us. None of those things, I mean, when you, if you break it down that far, you don't have anybody. But if you get to the point where you're just asking, is it mostly man? Is it a man-made uh, thing? Yeah. You're in, in the 20s, it's about just 24%. for a legitimate, okay uh, criteria yeah. for this, to say, okay, you have 20 or 25% of the population on your side. Yeah. As, as convinced as Bill Nye is, it's about a quarter of the population. Is that fair? Is it I mean, about? Yeah, I think it's. I honestly think it's less than that. Most uh, people do I, not. The you, vast majority of Americans are mostly on our side. You have to throw in this constant so, catastrophe vibe to get to where yeah. Bill Nye and Al Gore and yeah. those kind of people are. And if you ask them about a twenty-foot sea level rise in the next hundred years, see how many people you get on that. that? Yeah. You're not going to get anybody on that. Um, you know, and so they scare you with the 20-foot sea level rise, but even they, even the U.N. report says that could happen over the next millennium. Um, so, and actually, it actually states multiple millennia. I think it's this. Uh, and if it does, if it happens in 6,000 years, who cares? You know what? You know, here's the thing. Let me tell you this okay. right now. Uh, Zach Ainsley, my lovely children, if you can't figure this out <laughs> and on. your children in and your 6, children in 6,000 years, years, you know what? It's your own fault. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Oh, well. Figure it out. If you can't do better than <laughs> fossil fuels, if they're completely right in 6,000 years, eh, well, eh, it was, yeah, it was, we had a good run. Uh, he also had more insanity, as he always does, and, and here it is from Bill. world's climate is changing. Yeah. And along with that, yeah. apparently, is this extraordinary mm -hmm. winter event. See, I got to tell you, the hot weather events, mm -hmm. like we had in Texas, 2012 yep. and stuff, those are now statistically connected to climate change. <laughs> you know, any one event is hard to do when you're talking about... Exactly. It's the cumulative effect. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I bet you uh, in coming years, people will be able to, to tie events like this mathematically. You'll bet. Yeah. Wait, so it's... And first it happens, you bet it's yeah. going to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's yeah. a great yeah. one. That's yeah. great. We'll connect just That's once fantastic. in a while. Yeah. And, and I think the bigger picture meaning wow. that we're not That's pursuing... That's science, right? That's Al Gore disclaimer. I'll bet you uh, Bill Nye, the science. Can I throw in That's one science. more thing? Quickly, People one more say thing. to me all the time, what can I do about climate change? What can yeah. I do about climate change? Just talk about it. Yeah. If we were talking about it, we'd raise awareness. We're talking about it right now. It's on the and screen I, below your stupid US, fat face. Would like the He's US actually not fat. People talk to me about it all the time. People ask me about it all the time. Climate change. What can we do about climate change? Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, he's the weirdest. What can we do about this? What can we do about that? What can we do about climate change? And one time, what can we do about climate change? And I say, talk about it <laughs> um he is uh he's just i mean like uh, he is not even a legitimate uh, he's just a troller right and he just goes out there and just yeah. tries to say the things that yeah. are i mean it, it's it's a little boring at this point to be perfectly honest with you um and you know this is the great point about climate change in that you have set yourself up as the only authority who can talk about it mm -hmm. and every single thing that can happen in the climate is related to it Yep. Every single weather event, every single um, every single indication of anything is always proves your theory. So think, just stop and think about this. As if you're a they liberal, blame if you're terrorism no, right. on climate change. Yeah, exactly. So th stop and think about this for a moment. As a if you're a progressive and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't understand why these guys don't get this. Why do they get so fired up about it? Just think about it. Take out for a moment the sides of the argument and and ask. Just put yourself in a position of someone who isn't a scientist and is trying to understand.
What you, think about what you're asking us to do. You're saying you're the only person in the world we can trust about it, and everything proves your theory. Like, how do you expect to win presenting an argument like that? You're saying every single thing you say is the only you can tell us when global warming isn't happening, yet every single thing proves it does happen. Even when before you said there was going to be no snow and now there is, that still proves it. Even though when you said there's going to be an increase in hurricanes and there are none, that still proves it. Even when you say the temperatures are going to go up and they don't, that still proves it. How can you possibly expect us to go along with you after 50 of these examples? Yes. You, 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 even if you were right, you blew your argument a long time ago. You've, you've presented your argument in such a poor way that there's no way any rational person, unless they are just lockstep religiously devoted to you, are going to believe you. And some are. And some are. Of some course, are. you got 20% of the population that's going to just walk lockstep yeah. with you. But, I mean, there's just too many examples of you saying things would happen, you saying there would be no fish left in society by the year 2000, that, there would be, that mm -hmm. Great Britain would be gone, that we we're going to have global cooling. There are dozens of predictions that have been made. Antarctica would be without ice within five to seven years, according to Dr. Maslowski. We've gone over so many well, some of some his, of his models, models in some of the winter summer months, in some of the in months. some cases, twenty-five percent to thirty percent in five to seven I bet or you. twelve years. I bet you in. <laughs> a, a, a number of years we'd be able to tie all these together. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. I'll it's bet like, that that was brilliant. Yeah. That's a brilliant example of how these guys operate. Yeah. I'll bet you that we'll see. He, he already said we're seeing it. We're seeing it. I'll bet you we'll have the evidence. <laughs> well, I'll bet you we won't. It's not crying wolf. It's like crying 10 million <sighs> cujos. Yeah. They just keep doing yeah. it over and over again. And regardless, it gets to the point where no one's going to trust you. Yeah. Uh, and, and they don't. And I'm I glad hope. because it's just it's evidence. It's just looking at the evidence. But it's, it, it is frustrating. It really is. Now, how anyone could be expected to believe them at this point is, is bizarre. But they will go on MSNBC and just do that over and over again anyway. Uh, let's go to Mary. Uh, Mary in Utah. You're on the Pat and Stu show. Hi. Mary. Mary, Mary, don't you, aren't you there, Mary? Mary, don't you, don't you know me? Mary! Mary, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you there, Mary? All right, well, apparently we lost Mary. We lost Mary. And that was, uh, yeah. um, are, do we have Mary turned up in the, because uh, it worked earlier. We, we tried this out. And yes, then we did. Still every didn't. day we test this, because this used to happen every single mm -hmm. day. And then, and of course, now when we take we the call on the air, it's still happening. All right, well. We oh, can't well. take calls. We'll come back. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number to call if you want to sit on hold and not get on the air. You, 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 we'll be back in a second. You're screwy, Mary. That's what you are. Are you working for Potter now? You say. Interesting point brought up off the air. I mean, think about this. I'm going to get Bill Nye, the science guy, to come on the air. Mm -hmm. You can't get him on. He's just not going to want to do that, right? He's not going to come in here. So right. what if we were to uh, award him with an honor? Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and honor him in some way so he could come on t and accept an award. Mind? What could be an honor for Bill Nye? Something like maybe being him. inducted into the douche Hall of Fame. 
Holy cow. Mm. I mean, do we want to go that high, though? I mean, do we want to be that? I mean, that's big. Yeah, Look, I think we, we want to get him on. I think we do. And, I think and, we want to do that all. Now, you wouldn't want to do it because you want him on the air, but only yeah. if he actually was qualified to go into the Douche Hall of Fame. Perhaps, what do you think tomorrow, Pat? Uh, we put the case together mm -hmm. for Bill Nye's induction of the Douche Hall of Fame when we vote on it, and then maybe we can send him a little uh, you know, alert of his, uh, of his induction if he were to get in. I think this. I think yes. I think yes. So tomorrow, let's build, let's build it out. Okay. Uh, the uh, best moments of uh, Bill Nye's uh, illustrious career is it? Oh, it's, and it's, it's storied. Plentiful. plentiful. It's sto his douche Hall of Fame credentials awful, awful are big award. storied. Awful big award. It is. It is. You're right. You have to but I'm willing to give it to 95% vote? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. We're asking a lot. Yeah, we are. It's okay. I think we can, I think we can actually talk to Mary now. Uh, so let's uh, try to do that. Uh, Mary in Utah, you're on Pat and Stu. Hi. 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 What's up? How are you guys? We're good. Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. All right. So far, hey, good call. Um, not to mm -hmm. switch gears, but I wanted to let you know that I am in Utah, and I have a house that you guys can stay in when oh. you decide to come on out. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Now, if you missed it, uh, at the end of the radio show, we had heard a rumor that uh, John Huntsman Jr. was potentially going to run for Senate against Mike Lee. Uh, and that prompted Glenn to say that we're willing to move there to campaign <laughs> for Mike Lee during that time in which that might happen so that we could help uh, dispel all the lies that are being told about him. And you have a house, Mary? Where, uh, is it located generally in a, in a decent location? Um, and the, the east bench of Salt Lake. It is the east right bench. Right at the foot of the mountain. Okay. All right. Okay. How many square foot? How many square feet? 4,000 square feet. 4,000? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I don't know, I don't know how rich your tastes run, guys. Pretty rich. You know, I mean, <laughs> maybe okay. what you're looking for is a 24,000 square foot house. Well, that would be no, nice. I mean, but, that's, and four, I, that's almost too much, but 4,000 is starting to Well, yeah. 24,000, I mean, we need to fit Jeffy, so it's going to need to be at least <laughs> in that general vicinity. <laughs> it sounds like there's potential here, Mary. I mean, here, I can afford that kind of a house, but I just yeah. don't want to have to clean it. And so I just okay. stick to, you know, 4,000 square right. feet. Wow, you could afford that kind of house. What What do you do for a living, or what does your husband do? <laughs> what are you pulling down a year? Nothing. I'm, I'm a retired school teacher. I used okay. to, um, I, was, I was covering the, the high school sports in the local newspaper. But, you know, I just okay. scrimped and saved. Nice. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, so we we may be calling on you again. Do we have your information in case we want to we want to crash at your house for six months? Yeah. And yeah. what can All you right. tell me about your plans? I mean, is this something that you guys would do right away? Well, we got to find out first of all if it's yeah. actually true. Yeah, it's just a rumor, basically, at this point that he, that yeah. they're going to run. Yeah. It does. It. I will say. It makes a lot of sense over some past yeah. comments over the past few months. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, yes, it, it, it does. fits into the puzzle <laughs> perfectly. Sure does. Uh, so I think at some, some point of, we probably some of those will. Some prophet, prophetic rumors in him. Yeah. yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Just well, let me tell you, from my perspective, it would be great for you guys to come out and campaign for Mike Lee because there is a strong um, Republican. I mean, you know, leave the leave the Democrat side apart. I mean, there's a strong Democrat. Uh, presence here in Salt Lake, particularly. I know. But even among Republicans, there's a strong support and strong traditional um, way of thinking that, you know, we, we, we got Bob Bennett out years ago, but you know what? The next time when we tried to get um, Hatch out, mm -hmm. I mean, I had some of my, my sweet neighbors that were like, no, we have got to have that seniority and da 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 da. da. Uh -oh. And people just, they just cling to the traditions 
that they've been going on for a long, long time, but that are no longer true. And yeah. so, I don't know. I, I love Mike Lee. I'd love to see you guys do what you can for him. I blame Jason Chaffetz for the Orrin Hatch debacle because if he would have run, yeah. he would have won. He and that won. really bothers me. But uh, bless his heart, he thought he'd do better in the, in the Congress. And maybe that's true. I don't know. Appreciate the call. Well, Thanks a lot, Mary. We, we may be in touch. You bet. We may be in touch. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, also, scientists now have uh, apparently found a way to store data inside DNA that could last millions of years. Did you realize that? I did not. No, it's I true. Did not. Just one gram of DNA can store the equivalent of 14,000 Blu-ray discs. Just what? one gram of DNA. Uh, although the potential for DNA as an alternative to hard drives has been known for years. I, I didn't know that. Oh, what? Did you Pat, know you didn't that? To say that? Are you serious? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> Pretty in the dark, huh? <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I'm like a Luddite. You think you can take on Bill Nye the stuff. science guy? I mean, with that in uh, Come on. <laughs> okay, so for years we've known, and it's the most reliable and secure way to keep data safe. <laughs> That's yes. what I've been saying to you. You don't even listen Forever. to me when I speak. And it's interesting because, you know, uh, Jupiter Ascending has taught us that, right? Because the know. entire deed to the Earth yep. was stored in her DNA, according <laughs> to Glenn, who saw the movie. Wow. it's pretty impressive. Uh, so apparently we've got that technology and we've used it to store DNA uh, deeds. Can we, clone, can we use the DNA to clone Mila Kunis? That's the question people that. are actually That's asking. That's a better question, actually. Yeah, it really that? is. It yeah. is. What do you think? We've got to try. <laughs> It's worth the effort. It's worth the effort. Yeah. I mean, look, if you need to break a couple ethical rules to get it done, you get it done. Whatever. Whatever. I don't look, care. what are you, some kind of prude? Yeah. No, <laughs> science prude? No, definitely not. No. Triple eight seven two seven. back More patents, too, is uh, inevitable. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. If you want to get in touch with us, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Asking the important questions today, like, are you addicted to your smartphone? Uh, I'm thinking the answer for me is no. Well, you've never answered it. Ne never, I haven't. Never in your life have you answered your phone. <laughs> I, I actually, no, it's actually, never it's, actually occurred. That is not true. That is true. That is not true. Mm -hmm. I have on a few occasions <laughs> answered my phone. It is rare, however. Yes, you are not a big. I'm not a big into my phone. No. All the time, continually texting, continually checking. No. I just don't do that. I will say there are times when I've heard your phone ring and mm -hmm. ring and ring on the air, on but the I've never seen you answer it. <laughs> That's a great right. point. <laughs> if you are going to answer it, it's going to be on the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so they, uh, Yahoo Tech has a, uh, a list of questions that is supposed to test whether you are addicted to your uh, cell phone. And they say, there, I guess, six of them. Uh, is it six of them, or is it how many? How many are you actually supposed to say yes to? Right? How many well, to see if you're addicted? Though, how many do you have to say yes to? Six or more? Okay. Uh, hmm. So uh, the first thing I reach for after uh, waking in the morning is my cell phone. Um, no. Not, no. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, it's my alarm. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I will okay. say for me, yes as well. well. The first thing I do is I get up. Really? I grab that cell phone. 
I start flipping through to make sure there wasn't any, you know, 14 right. emails from Glenn in the middle of the night, which there usually are. Uh, that is one of the, you know, if it's not the first thing I do, it's one of the first things I do. Okay. Um, I would turn around and go back home on the way to work if I had left my cell phone at home. No. It, dep I would not. it depends how far away I was. I, I mean, it's not going to kill my life, but if I, if I'm if I'm uh, you know end of my street, yeah, sure, I'm turning around. Yeah, I'm going to mm -hmm. turn around and get that. So no for you, Pat. No, for no matter me. what. Uh, you, um, I often use my cell phone when I am bored. Yes. Oh my well, gosh. yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. You're going to sure. flip on a game. You're going to flip a scroll through Twitter or something, Facebook. Uh, I'm more likely to <clears throat> use my iPad, but if I, in a pinch, I could, I would use my cell phone. Right. See, you, you, you use your iPad as many people would use their cell yeah, phone, but probably. I don't carry around my iPad <clears throat> with me. So, um, and obviously the iPad is a great, better screen, but I, you mm -hmm. know, it's not, it's not pocket friendly. Um, I pretended to take calls to avoid awkward social situations. No, I've never done that. Jeffy, you might notice that I'm on the phone a lot when you come up to talk to me. <laughs> Are you saying? And? That, are you saying that you're not really? I don't. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I'm, I'm on the phone a lot. Yeah, but you said it right said after it, you I read know. this. Uh, well, I, I pretended to take calls to oh, avoid. I also said it after. Uh, can I have some dinner last night? <clears throat> it was also after that. It was also after singing a happy birthday at my fourth birthday party. Yeah, but the difference between them, those and this is it was directly after. <laughs> Number five. So. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I've done that. Take a fake no, taking calls. That. I don't think I've ever done that. No. Uh, number five, I find myself spending more and more time on my cell phone. No, I don't think I, I spend more and more. I'm about fl oh, I flatline pretty well. Uh, you know, like I. You know, when you, you spend all day, how do you spend more time on it? Yeah, but I that's don't think, the problem for a lot of people. For a lot of people, that's definitely true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my my uh, my wife recently deleted uh, Facebook off of her phone because she said, felt really? like she was checking it too much. You know, you just mm. kind of, I guess you're kind of, once you, you get to that certain point, um, and I've noticed yes. this with, with Twitter as well. Like I, you know, I've been trying to do more stuff on Facebook, which Glenn's been addicted to it lately as well. Mm. Um, but with Twitter, I've noticed it where if you follow, uh, there's a certain level of people that you follow. I don't know if it's a few hundred. And Jeffy, you follow a lot. That every time you refresh it, <clears> there's 10 new messages. And it's like, at that level, it's, <coughs> it's just constantly coming. There's no, I've caught up. It's just mm -hmm. constantly more, constantly more. I was constantly. thinking about that the other day, actually, because I, I do, I follow like, I don't know, 300 people or something like that, 300 things, which really doesn't, I mean, some people are following thousands. Yeah. And I think maybe I'm at that mid ground now where maybe you reach a point of maybe like a thousand people that you follow and then you don't worry about checking it for the timeline. It's just there look. for you. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now I'm still at the point where you're right. You refresh it and you've, I mean, there's 20. Yeah, it's just like it's too much. I, I, you know, I mean, I, look, right. it's it's part of the, what we do, I guess, today. Sure. But it can be overwhelming, and you never you never catch up. Like with emails, I have this like I look at emails, and the way I treat emails, someone emails something, Jeffy emails me something, I just well, I just press delete on those. But if Patty <laughs> emails me something, it's something important. But it's like, hey, uh, you know, what are we doing on this? And it's it's a three or four paragraph answer, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I kind of know generally, or I haven't figured it out fully, but it's, it's going to take some time. It's not just, uh, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Um, I will just mark it as unread, and it just lives in my phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's always unread messages in my phone. I'm like, oh, i got to get back to that. Ah, uh, crap, i got to do that still. And especially, the longer they are, the more likely you are to get into that category with me. Because, like, if I can't just look at it quickly and answer quickly, look, you know, yeah. it's going to take me days probably to get to it. Because yes. there's not going to be a time I'm sitting in front of the computer and actually have a time and to think about something. And the longer it takes something. to get to it, 
the better chance there is I'm never going to get to it. Right. The and longer, then, longer yeah. it takes, the more chance because it is you're going to reach vacation time, yeah. and that's when and all, all that stuff hits. piles yeah. up, and then you got like a hundred of those or a thousand of vacation. those, and it's like, okay, I, I missed that. Yeah, and the other thing is you might mistakenly, uh, sometimes I'll click red by mistake, and I didn't, like, I, and then and then it's just never getting answered. You're, you've yeah. gone into you've gone into some black hole of hell, and you're never coming out. Uh, next one is uh, I spend more time than I should on my cell phone. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I probably I don't want to spend more time, but I don't feel like I spend too much time. I don't feel like addicted to it by any means. Yeah. If I don't look at t Twitter or Instagram or Facebook for a few days, I'm fine with it. It's just a matter of. Um, you know, checking the news for the show is the really, really only reason I do it. Mm -hmm. uh, number seven, I become agitated or irritable when my cell phone is out of sight. No, I don't care. I've killed someone when my cell phone was out of sight before. Does that count? Je mm, were you no. agitated when you killed them? No. Okay, no. That okay. doesn't count. Jeffy? I am. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm good. not. I think Jeffy's the worst one out of us. Yeah, uh, I think so. I'd have to say. Because Jeffy like is so far. constantly tweeting, constantly uh -huh. on checking in at uh -huh. places for some reason. I don't check in anymore, though. You don't? You no, don't? I've kicked that habit. Why? I've kicked the habit because Foursquare changed and went to Into some what? Bumblebee thing. Swarm? Buzzbee, swarm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they, Bumblebee. whatever they did. <laughs> you don't like? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work right. It's not that they shouldn't okay. screwed with it. All right. So, That's I mean, right. uh, I don't, you know, I am hmm. now the former mayor of many things. <laughs> you are. So. You were at one point, Jeffy was just walk from... The train station to the office in, in New York City and check in <laughs> to every single place he passed, even if he didn't go inside. Fantastic. So he was really pissing people off because he'd be like president of NBC News or mayor of NBC News. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was the mayor of ABC Today Show, ABC <laughs> News. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, next up is uh, I have gone into a panic when I thought I'd lost my cell phone. Look, it's a $1,000 device. Yeah. And if I lose my cell phone, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be a little panicked about uh, it. I, yeah, I've been panicked. Yeah, I'm not going to go yeah. crazy about uh, worrying about that. Um, I have argued with my spouse, friends, or family about my cell phone use. No, I've no. never done that. No. I, no one. Um, I use my cell phone while driving in my car. Oh, kind well, of, but my car rings, and then I pick it up on the steering wheel, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. Yeah, me you too. Know? I have that little Phone rings, uh, you just have the feature where you just answer it. It's hands-free, and you're just talking well, to Well, using your phone in the car, that's not a... Addiction. I mean, no. uh, taking it, that's what it's for. Yeah. If you if, if you, right. you didn't use your cell phone in your office, that's that the, is the one thing. place I use my phone the most. Probably is in yeah, my car. Is in the car. But yeah. you, I don't never, like that was the argument with the uh, new phones. Like sometimes they're really big, and people are like, I don't want to take calls on that iPhone six plus. It's huge. When's the last time you took a call when you put it to your ear? I mean, you're you're usually in the car, especially in the car, or if never. you're by yourself, you might throw it I on speaker did. even. Right. Um, but it's I don't know. I don't I don't use it in my ear that much. I will say that. Uh, the, the, and I also use it for GPS sometimes in the car. Yeah. Like if, if it's a quick thing and I don't feel like putting it into my stupid car program because I've got the yeah. GPS in the car, yeah. sometimes I'll just uh, use the car GPS so I'm using it there. I mean, I think the line is, are you texting a lot in the car? Are you, are you no, reading law that's form? illegal. That's, it is actually and, not illegal in the state. But stupid. It is not and a good idea. incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Just well, but stupid. People, there have been studies, though, that have shown that, uh, that actually taking calls is, is just as bad, if not worse. As texting because you, you are focused, you're in another world thinking about a conversation, and while your eyes might be on the road, you're not actually focusing on what you're doing. Um, with the texting, the one of the big problems they're finding is as they make it illegal in states, people put it down here and they start Instead looking down to hide it, it that they're texting, and then they're not looking at the road at all when before really they were bad. going like this and yeah. just going to get a glance. It's not a good idea. I, I think <laughs> no. focusing on driving no, is, is probably not. a good idea. Um, when we were in, uh, this was years ago in Houston, 
when texting was first, you know, bur- yeah. kind of bursting onto the scene. This poor 16-year-old girl texting on the way to school and uh, paid a heavy, oh, you know, the heaviest price. And oh. it was just well, really, had- really sad and tragic because she was like, a, I don't know, uh, you know, real popular at school. Everybody loved her. Just hundreds and hundreds of teddy bears at the location and yeah, flowers and Ever since then, I've been really cognizant about, you know, telling the kids not to do that. Remember what happened. And, yeah. you know, you got to drill that into their heads because they think they can do it. Oh, they yeah. think, ah, I just, I'll just do this. And I, I can keep my eye on the road, one eye on that, one eye on my texting. And you can't. Well, it was easier well, to do in the BlackBerry days because in yes. the BlackBerry days you could feel the buttons. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that now. Can't do it now. Although you could do the the voice recognition, which kind of works. You could try that. They, and they do have voice text now on your iPhone. Yeah. Um, you can just kind of if you flick up that little microphone thing, say the message, and then let them release it, and it just goes like that. That's a, that's something you could probably do, I guess, to get away with. Any message though, at all, any text, anything that is worth potentially costing your you your life or no, the life it, of somebody else. Well, of no. Of course the answer is no. no but that's not what you don't do it. That's what I'm saying. That's not what you're basing the decision on. Yeah. You're basing it on, am I going, like, for example, when you, like, you pull up to a stop sign, and I've done, I've done this many times, you pull up to a stop sign, you know you just got a text, you pull up to a stop sign, there's nobody around, you look down at your phone, you flip, yeah. uh, quick answer, like, you're at your, you're at, and then you look up and there's a car behind you and you're like, oh, crap, I've been sitting here for 15 seconds texting all the, but like, you're stopped. Right? Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're stopped. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know, whatever, yeah. right? I mean, you're driving 70 miles an hour probably should not, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, you know, but, when you're driving the way, the way I drive back and forth, they've got guardrails. <laughs> yeah, but you, I mean, you know, no one expects you to stay in the lanes. You have a lower, people have, you're like, ah, Jeff, he's probably on something. He's not going to stay in the lanes. I'll just, I'll just go a different way. Right. Okay. Plus, if you, if you run into a bridge above and nobody really cares. Right. That's I mean, a good point. That's a, good that's a really good point. So I wasn't talking about running like right into <laughs> bouncing off of. I'll say the texting ads they're running um, uh, over the past like a year or so, where it's just like it's a really dumb text, and you're just like it just pops on the screen. You're like, what is that dumb text? And then you realize it was the last text of somebody who died while texting yeah. and driving, and it's just like, where are you? And you know, uh, ha 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 ha. You know, you're just like, uh, oh, God, it's so Come stupid. Oh, those are heartbreaking. It, it really is heartbreaking. They're effective heart, ads. They're heartbreaking. Really are. Um, re, uh, and then uh, I've tried to curb my cell phone use, but the effort didn't last very long. No. I mean, uh, it's another one I can say no to. I think I said yes to one of these. Yeah, you're 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 really. I am not addicted to my cell phone. My wife. Now I mentioned she took it off of her phone. Um, she put it back on her phone. She told me the other day. She's like, I put it back on my phone because I wanted to post a couple of pictures of the kids, and so I was I was thinking like. I guess we'll see if she takes it off for good again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can obviously install it and un- uninstall it whenever you want. Uh, it would be interesting to see if she's, because she would fall into this. I've tried to curb my cell phone use, which she did, but the effort didn't last very long. If, it, if, if Facebook stays on the, on the phone, I would say probably she falls into that category. She's probably about eight or nine of these, I would say. Um, and then uh, I, I need to reduce my cell phone use, but I'm afraid I can't do it right now. So I, I don't know. I'm probably four or five of these. Uh, but Jeffy? More than more. You're an, a, you're an addict. Oh, I am. Well, yeah. but we knew that before with the drugs. This right. is just another thing. Why, why fight it? You're right. an addict on this, yeah. too. Yeah, you've made the point before that you know, people say that being addicted to stuff is bad, but is it? It shows a commitment. It shows a commitment. You, stay, you stick with something. Right. You're not Plus, a quitter. Everyone's addicted to something. <laughs> not why not pick and choose what you want to be addicted to? Thank you. Think about it, if I might use your phrase for a moment. I don't think he even convinced himself of that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, now, 
could your cell phone be used against you? No. No, the answer to that is, of course, no. How could they possibly do that? There's just a camera there and a GPS device. Yes. Well, okay, yes. Uh, But I'm sure nobody would, right? Certainly not the National Security Agency. No. Russian researchers uh, have exposed the NSA secret weapon, which is that, uh, and, and people are a little upset about this for some reason. This apparent, this apparent secret weapon means that uh, America is able to spy on every home computer in the world. But just all of them? But just every computer okay. in the world. We can't, we can't apparently yet spy on any computers outside of our solar system in planetary systems that are beyond, uh, uh, for instance, uh, our galaxy. So I will say this. If this is true... I, you know, it comes from a Russian source, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if this is true, we are really incompetent. If you can spy on every mm-hmm. computer, how is not every terrorist on Earth dead already? Right. That's you know, a good if point. We, like I don't, these guys are posted on the internet more than I am. They're, they answered eleven out of twelve of those cell phone questions. Yes. Yeah. The only time they're off their cell phones was when they're on the jungle gyms training. And you know, if it's coming from the Russians, don't you think there's a pretty good chance it's coming from Edward Snowden? who I believe yeah. has turned on, on uh, this country now. And I, I, I think now he is a traitor. Whatever he once was, he's become that. And I think he's just feeding him information. Hmm. But they, they claim it's from Kapersky. Kapersky is a, uh, a really good uh, software protection series uh, system. It's a security software. And they said they found personal computers in 30 countries Affected with one or more of the spying programs with the most infections, infections seen in Iran, Russia, Pakistan, Afghanistan, China, hmm. Mali, Syria, Yemen, and Algeria. Targets included government and military insta- institutions, uh, telecommunications companies, banks, energy companies, nuclear researchers, media, and Islamic activities. Well, I'm glad to see. I'll say uh, 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 I didn't expect that. Like, I do expect our government to be spying on people. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I actually don't have a problem with that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't What I don't want them to do is be spying on U.S. citizens. But, I mean, when right. it comes to uh, Iran, uh, you want to spy okay. on a nuclear totally okay program of Iran? Uh, yes. In fact, if you're not doing it, get going. Yeah. China? Yes. Yeah. Syria, Yemen, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm even mixed on, like, the, um, uh, you know, I don't think we should be tapping the personal cell phone of Angela Merkel. But the, even the, to, even with allies to some degree, some of this stuff goes on. And I don't even know that even that is that crazy. When you're talking, you're trying to find out the real motivations of somebody. I mean, look, you know, freaking mm-hmm. Germany and Russia were allies, and the Soviet Union were allies, and all of a sudden, Germany came barreling into their country. You know, <laughs> yeah. it happens. And, you know, you, yeah. you should always be aware. I mean, you know, I understand there is a line there, but spying is part of it. That's part of government. It's part of what militaries do. Uh, it just shouldn't be doing it. It should be focused on your own people. That's where we have the big problem with it. Right. Right. That, uh, and that is not what yeah. Snowden thinks. Snowden is no, on the other side of that. No, obviously not. He it, thinks, uh, you know, it's wrong because you know, we're doing it all over the globe. And, and frankly, I, I have my doubts whether this came from Kaspersky Lab or Edward Snowden. I, I, I think they're probably just trying to cover themselves by saying it's Kaspersky. Uh, but some of these other, you know, Iran, you would expect it. Like we said, Russia, you would expect it. Pakistan, all of these countries. I, I, you're right. I don't have a problem with it. Good for them. Um, now, if you're spying on Boise, Idaho, and Dubuque, Iowa, 
and, uh, you know, us here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and anywhere in America, then that's a problem. Jeffy? <laughs> I don't want anybody spying on anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. We yeah, know that. We do. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. Uh, one thing I know that uh, they did not. Uh, no one from Russia uh, brought us was uh, Cinnabons. What? Where's the Cinnabons? Where is Sasha? Cinnabons. Where are the Cinnabons? The we talked about this an hour ago. Don't turn your back Where? on. Pat and Stu. Hey, a uh, team from Oxford University's Future of Humanity Institute. Oxford has a Future of Humanity Institute. That's kind of cool. And uh, the Global Challenges Foundation has come up with the first serious scientific assessment of the gravest, worst risks we face. Climate change. Yes. Yeah! Yes, I did it. Yes. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I haven't looked yet, but I'm guessing okay. that's definitely one of them. Okay. Uh, the report itself says this is a scientific assessment about the possibility of oblivion. Certainly. But even uh, even more, it's a call for action based on the assumption that humanity is able to rise to challenges and turn them into opportunities. We're confronted with possibly the greatest challenge we've ever had, and our response needs to match this through global collaboration in new and innovative ways. All right, so uh, what are the ways in which we could die? Apparently there's 12 of them. 12 ways the world could end. Do we have the list? Yep, here's one. Uh, unknown one. consequences. Uh, this is a 0.1% probability. Uh, Catch-all category to cover all the unknown unknowns. A nod to uh, uh, Rumsfeld, who was mocked at the time for coming up with the term, and now everybody uses unknowns. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, an unknown amalgamation. Unknowns. Yeah, unknown unknowns. Um, you don't. In other words, you don't know what, it, what, what, whether it's going to happen or not, and you also mm -hmm. don't know what it is. So it's unknown in two different ways: an amalgamation of all the risks that we have not thought of. That seem ridiculously unlikely in isolation, such as sending signals to extraterrestrial civilizations that attract deadly alien attention. Together, they represent a significant apocalyptic threat. I, I would say that's probably mm. true. I mean, if we're gonna, if, if the world is going to end, it's probably going to be on one of these things we haven't thought of yet. You know, um, and that, you know, that just seems kind of like it, it's, it's it's possible. Another possibility: an asteroid impact uh, of at least five kilometers across, big enough to end civilization, if not wiped out. Uh, if not wipe out human life entirely, hits Earth about once every 20 million years, but programs to map hazardous objects are making progress. And given enough warning, a concerted effort by the world's space powers might succeed in deflecting an incoming uh, asteroid to a non-collision path, 0.00013%. Yeah, uh, and what I would say about that is um, just build a big net. That's the way you do it. You catch another big net. And, def and like one of those nets with this, like a long it, pole and then like okay. a circular net at the end. Like and you it like shoots a, back out the yeah, other way. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could do maybe a little elastic mm -hmm. situation, shoot it back out at another planet. All right. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Artificial Have you not seen the documentary? 
Uh, I mean, there were a couple of several. Well, Deep Impact. Uh, what was that? Well, that was the first one. That was a documentary. Was Armageddon, Armageddon was, was Armageddon my was favorite. Probably the most uh, uh, research documentary. Uh, yeah, most research, heavily researched uh, documentary. Know. Heavily because uh, Armageddon. Well, in Armageddon, uh, the asteroid did not hit the Earth. Uh, mm -hmm. In Deep Impact, uh, it half did. of the uh, it's right yeah. hit the Earth. Yeah, killed so, some people. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does seem like a, what do they do? They fired nuclear missiles. Well, you had the that yeah. was the, uh, the you knew they were over budget in that movie. I can't remember if it was Deep Impact or Armageddon, but they had this situation where it was. I think it was Deep Impact, and they went and they and they did all this stuff, and they they tried to you know you know do all these things to get rid of the uh, the asteroid coming at the Earth, and then their last resort was firing basically the world's Every nuclear, nuclear yeah. arsenal at this thing. Mm -hmm. No pictures of that. For some reason, the movie just found that okay to just show it on the screen. All these missiles. Like, this is the most dramatic scene of any movie ever. The entire nuclear arsenal has been shot at an asteroid, and the movie's like, ah, we're just not going to show that. So we're going to show her sitting at the news desk looking at the TV screen. Yeah, they don't show it, like, from Earth looking up. Imagine what that would look like, like a oh, thousand man. nuclear weapons going off in the sky. What an unbelievable shot. They're like, holy crap, we're $30 million over budget. Just cut it. Just make it look like it's on a screen. You should actually show that. That is, that is I think, had to be what happened. Um, next up is artificial intelligence. And this one is a legitimate threat. Glenn's kind of talked about this from um, the perspective of the singularity and Ray Kurzweil. AI is the most discussed apocalyptic, apocalyptic threat at the moment, but no one knows whether there's a real risk of extreme machine intelligence taking over the world and sweeping humans out of their way. Uh, the study uh, gives a wide prob probability estimate of 0 to 10 percent. 10 percent? That's pretty high probability. Pretty, yeah, pretty high. That's, um, uh, wow. Okay, so that's the most probable potentially that we've seen so far. Next up is a oh, super yeah. volcano. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is what out. I'm worried about. An eruption ejecting thousands of cubic kilometers of material into the atmosphere, far larger than anything experienced in human history so far, could lead to a volcanic winter with effects similar yeah. to an asteroid impact or nuclear war. Those such events are known from the geological record to have caused mass extinctions. Yeah. And with today's technology, not much we could do to prevent it. Point zero 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 three percent probability. Very low probability. But there are super volcanoes all over the place, including right. Yellowstone. Ye Yellowstone National Park is uh, a massive super volcano, and uh, Old we're, Faithful, I think. We're in the zone of that. If that ever erupted, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're in its path. Almost all of America is. Um, one way you could handle it is Tums. Tums. It absorbs the thirty-seven times its weight in excess stomach acid. Yeah, I mean, you need a lot of Tums. Or at least one big idea. tub. We need to we need to be make having surpluses what, of that. What if you right dump now? thirty billion tums into the supervolcano? Right. Would it absorb it would enough? Stop. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I mean, I think we should do, we should start a conspiracy theory website that says that the U.S. government is building a giant tum. Uh, to, <laughs> And into a super volcano that they know is, is going to the erupt. singular tum, and uh, I think it's one going to be a singular tum. <laughs> one tum. It's not going to be tums. No, I think it's megatum. Uh, I like Megatum. The Megatum. The Megatum. Can we get Megatum.com? <laughs> Megatum for the super volcano. Megatum.com. We need some people to to, I mean, to, to, to show some uh, Photoshop pictures of the government working Megatum. on that. Yeah, and then we'll I get like that. Megatum.com. Operation Tum. <laughs>
<laughs> Could happen. Next possibility. Uh, ecological <laughs> collapse, a full collapse of the global ecosystem. Here's our global warming for us. I knew this was yep, coming. Of course. So that the planet could no longer sustain a population of billions is one of the most complex risks in the study. Because many unknown sequences would be involved, the team does not even guess at a probability, which is weird because the science is settled, so they should be able to really nail this one to that the exact like percentage. 98.9%. Yeah, the science is settled in this, guys. I, I mean, it, obviously, if we continue the way we're going right now, this is going to happen. It's 100% sure. Look at that. How, how amazing is that, though? They can't. Really amazing. How, how clear is it that they don't actually have the facts on this? Now, I'm not saying that they have to nail the probability, but they can't even take a guess. They can take a guess at a super volcano and artificial yeah. intelligence, but they can't guess at the... Uh, you can't guess at, uh, at like, 15%? Right. I mean, as much as they talk about global warming, climate change, whatever you want to, talk, whatever you want to call it, you, you can't attach any probability to it at all. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, amazing. That tells you how bad the, the theory is. Yeah. Um, this one I would put at 100%. Bad global governance. Uh, I mean, it, we're here, people. Uh, the uh, category covers mismanagement of global affairs so serious that it is a primary cause of civilization collapse rather mm. than a secondary response to other disasters. One example would be the emergence of an utterly incompetent and corrupt global dictatorship. The probability is impossible to estimate. I, I would say you could attach a pretty decent percentage to that one as well. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna, if you know, like, if you're taking these at some, one of them is going to happen, that would be one of the higher Definitely. ones because it's man. A man can Definitely. get it in its own way. Nuclear yeah. attacks. Uh, a Hitler gets. Uh, you know, look, Hitler wasn't that far away from succeeding. Remember, you no, know, uh, yeah. you know, it's like it's so true. that happens with the right guy and the right technology. Something like that's possible. Next up is global system collapse. This means economic and/or societal collapse involving civil unrest, a breakdown of law law and order that makes the continuation of civilized life. This must be uh, compiled in Great Britain because the civilized is spelled with an S instead of a Z. Impossible anywhere on Earth. Uh, there are too many unknowns to give a probability estimate. Really? But you can, you can estimate an asteroid impact yeah. or AI that has no possibility of destroying us now, but you can't estimate this or the bad global governance. No. Weird. Weird. Uh, and if you worried, I guess maybe glo uh, global warming was not included in the last one because we do have another category called extreme climate change. Here it is. <laughs> Conventional modeling of climate change induced by human uh, okay. activity. Adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere is focused mm -hmm. on the most likely outcome, global warming by up to about 4 degrees cent uh, four Celsius. Celsius. So that would be... That's uh, a lot. Yeah, That's yeah. 10 degrees? Point not, point right now it's 0.7 and it's 1.4 degrees or 1.7 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit, so I think. Um, but there is a more. risk that feedback loops, such as the release of methane from the Arctic permafrost, could produce an increase of 6 <coughs> degrees or more mass deaths due to starvation and social uh, collapse could uh, then lead to collapse of civilization. But this is presented as what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Have we not been mm -hmm. saying it forever? How bad those feedback loops are. Yeah, they you are can, terrible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Stu and I, and, well, you too, Jeff, you've been on this bandwagon since the late 70s. Yep, so, uh, well, 1870s. 1870s, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but can we go back to that one one more time? Because the imp most important thing is at the bottom. This is told yeah. to us as yeah. if it is a certainty if we do not change our path with fossil fuels, right? right? right. Look, at, look at what the probability oh. is of this event. 0.01%. Unreal. Point. Zero and yet, one percent. They expect us to spend trillions and trillions, trillions. of dollars. This is what you're. I mean, it. this is essentially what you are uh, spending your money uh, for to stop. Al Gorsley's proposal is to spend sixty. No, was it a hundred and? How many trillions was it? To, it was more money than all the money in the world. I know that. Yeah, it was like so. It was like a hundred and twenty trillion dollars. 
90, it was 90 trillion. 90, 90, 90 trillion. trillion. Yep. 90 trillion dollars, which is 50% more than all the money in the world, to redesign every city in the world. <laughs> okay. On a point, on a 0.01% chance of global warming causing ca- catastrophe. But we need it. needs to be done. It needs to be done. Wow. Uh, all right, uh, we got another one here. Nuclear war. It's a big one. Uh, nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia, the chief buckle of the fear of the late 20th century. That threat may have been reduced. Eh, not that <laughs> much. Be, I mean, to some degree. on the rise. Yeah, with proliferation of nuclear weapons, there's still a risk of conflict serious enough mm-hmm. to cause a nuclear winter. Um, and that is, that's possible. But they're saying 0.005%. I would say that is much higher than that. I would do. Um, because, would again, do. like you only yeah. need a few people to be nuts. That's kind of what I, what I find the distinction here. When you're talking about something where uh, nature is just going to go on this unbelievable uh, a positive feedback loop that never stops. It's like, well, if that were true, it would happen a little bit more often in, in mm. nature, and we wouldn't really be here for as long as we've been. Right. Um, I, at least that's my belief. This is like a man can always do it. Hitler did it by himself, essentially. Obviously, mm. he had people on his side. But if you can, get, if you can do something that's irrational, uh, if you have something controlled by man that is irrational, like pressing a button for a nuclear weapon that starts off a chain reaction, that seems very plausible. There's plenty of countries that could do that. Yeah. <laughs> India and Pakistan, for example. Let me tell you something. These probabilities are ludicrous that they have listed here. Look at that. Okay, so it was 0.005% for, for nuclear war. For global pandemic, you're saying there's a 0.0001% chance of that? For a global pan- pandemic, an apocalyptic disease that would combine uh, incurability, like Ebola, lethality, like rabies, uh, extreme infectiousness, like a common cold, and a long incubation period, like HIV-AIDS. If such, virus, uh, such a virus spread rapidly around the world before people were aware of the danger, the international health system would have to move with unprecedented speed and resources to save mankind, 0.0001%. It's much greater than that. In my mind. Yeah, I mean, that's a legitimate Much. risk. I mean, that's I, a legit risk. Is it apocalyptic? I don't know no, that it's no, apocalyptic no. or not. It could be. I mean, I think it could be. There was a documentary uh, where a woman was on a plane and she, she I guess, hooked up with somebody and spread that's this. Spread really, yeah, fast. It really That's, scary. that's really scary. That was a scary that? documentary. Yeah, scary. It, was, it was terrible. Um, I'll tell you another scary documentary 12 Monkeys. Oh, yeah. It's a documentary I'm watching right it's now. It's about monkeys? Uh, no. Well, it's about 12 months. I've seen that movie in a long time. It's not the movie. There's a series now on sci-fi. Oh, nice. It's actually kind of compelling. It's it's pretty good. I think there's only five episodes so far. And uh, it's about a global epidemic that, or pandemic, that wiped out 7 billion people. 7 billion. And so they're going back in time trying to stop it. Hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, synthetic biology is another one. Genetic engineering of s- new superorganisms could be enormously beneficial for humanity, but it might go horribly wrong mm. with the emergence and release accidentally or through, a, through an act of war. Mm-hmm. An engineered pathogen targeting humans are uh, a crucial part of the global ecosystem. The impact could be even worse than any conceivable natural pandemic. That's certainly possible. Biological warfare is a, a huge risk. Uh, yep. But, you know, again, I don't know, 0.01. Uh, it's on the higher side. Uh, and then the last one here, nanotechnology. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. Ultra-precise manufacturing on an atomic scale could create materials with wonderful new properties, but they could also be used in frightening new weapons. Uh, there's also the great goo scenario of self-replicating nanomachines taking over the planet. 0.01% of that, too. So, Those are weird probabilities. I will say, that pro- if they, we use their probabilities, I'm pretty confident we're going to be okay. Yeah. For a while. 
None of them were. The uh, highest one was 10% as an outlier was, for the uh, AI. All right. And that was 0 to 10%. We have climate change and global warming like that. There was a documentary that showed uh, gray goo that uh, just rolled on people. Uh, I think the documentary was called, yeah, The Blob. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now, that's still alive. We just, (laughs) I think uh, the documentary showed that we just froze it. Uh, so if okay. it starts to warm up with climate change, global, and global warming, warming could release the blob. Have we, oh, have we've talked about that threat. How is that yeah. not on there? I don't know. How so. is that not on there? Because that's about an eighty percent chance. I'd yeah, say. 80, 90 percent. Eighty, ninety. Some 95. would say it's already happened and it's right here in the studio. What <laughs> <laughs> someone who's something? <laughs> oh, I just said in the studio, like, oh, there it is, there it is. Where? Oh my God! Right there! Right there! Right there! Right there! Seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. It Welcome. is. Welcome. Cool. It is. Are you excited? I love this show. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the best show. Some are saying it's the best show ever on television. Really? Yeah. And radio. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it. Some have said. I that. mean, right then. Yeah. But yeah. So it's been said. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? I forgot. <laughs> we were just discussing something out there. I got. Off the, I got off the side story. Uh, we were talking about you know, harmony. Uh, I don't know for some. Oh reason. yeah. Well. And uh, then something else. And yeah. Then. Okay. Well, uh, let's. We'll give you this in a second. This is a story from. Um, this is a fascinating story. I think it was the New York Times did it, and it was about. Do you remember the story last year? Um, I think it was last year. Woman uh, <coughs> tweets from her account. She's a PR person for some firm, and she tweets from her account. I'm about to fly to Africa. Um, I hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. That was the tweet. So she tweets this out. And she gets on the plane. Someone from Gawker sees it and posts it on their site. Then it gets posted and posted and posted. But halfway through her flight, it's become trending. It's the Internet sensation of the day, the controversy of the day. Wow. She's been fired before she even lands and has no idea what's going on. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I remember following it. I remember seeing the tweets as she was in the air. And this woman has no idea that she's going to she's going to land. And was she joking or? Yeah. So yeah. the context of it was she was, and you could I think I I understood it the context from when she said it, which was she was kind of mocking. Um, her idea was uh, uh, mocking Americans for thinking, oh, it could never happen to me. I don't care. It's another. Oh, that's that crazy faraway place that could never happen to me. It was mm-hmm. that type of attitude. It was actually kind of a liberal tweet to mm. me, if you if you want to kind of put it in a political spectrum. Mm. It's kind of mocking Americans for not being global enough or something Mm -hmm. anyway uh it was taken as she just hates black people uh and everyone made it their their you know their uh mission of the day to ruin this person's life which they successfully did they she got fired uh from her job which she loved she basically went into hiding she was you know crying hysterically all the time her family at one point was like embarrassed to be around her i mean it was a (laughs) real disaster um, and, you know, mm. the guy who I think it was Gawker who um, initially posted it has now uh, come out and, and a year later apologized to her and said, uh, you know, I wish I never posted it. You know, Whatever. they wind up meeting. She actually emailed him and said, hey, let's uh, let's have dinner. And so he did it. And she, he said she was perfectly pleasant and actually a really nice person. And I understood what she was saying with a tweet. And I feel bad that I posted it. Um, a little late now. Uh, a little late yeah. now. You know, a kinda, little late now. But that same guy who worked at Gawker, had his own little mini-controversy when he tweeted something that was apparently 
not okay, something about bullying that was not okay for the Internet. And they all trashed him, too, and he kind of got the other side of it. And it's like, at some point, I don't know, at some point, we'll all have said something on the Internet that pisses everybody off and it'll get boring to do this. Yeah. I mean, I really, Maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I hope so. It's just, it's really an unlikable part of society to me. It like, is. Yes, is the yeah. joke, can you make a crass joke every once in a while? Yeah. Sure, but th- these death squads that come out to hang everyone who does it is really, it's a detestable part of society. Mm-hmm. It really is. I get no joy in it. I don't think it's cool. I hate when these people get fired for these comments that they make. I, it really is awful. What do you think of the glow-in-the-dark Nissan Leaf? What are your, what's uh, your opinion about ana- Same analysis. Yeah, yeah same awful. thing. Okay. Awful. All right. Uh, can we? Do we have a picture of it by any chance? Because I, I never heard. I've never heard I, of this. Do we have a picture? We have, we video. have video. Oh, let's okay. See let's see the video because uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in a car that glows in the dark and and there it is and it's getting dark now. If you're uh, listening on radio, and the Nissan Leaf is in fact beginning to glow, glow in the dark car paint. Oh, it's kind of cool. I guess it looks like an alien. Yeah. Uh, it's just that the neon leaf is so ugly oh, yeah. that it takes the coolness off the paint job, you know? Now, I will say that you, it, it does improve visibility. I mean, yeah, you just see it does. the car. I mean, I don't know that I want my car going in the dark, to be honest, but it does. you do see it much more clearly. And that's probably the point, right? Yeah, some safety features. I mean, look, I'm not into the Nissan Leaf, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's an I'm interesting idea. either. It would be kind of cool but, if you could turn it on when you wanted to. Yes. What's yeah. the thing about the Nissan Leaf that it could go like 100 miles on a charge or something? It was just totally ina- inadequate in that way. Uh, it seems like it was really inadequate mileage Is the Leaf fully electric or is it uh, voltish with the, the combo? Is the Leaf the one that guy took on a trip and it kept bra- breaking no, down? No, it was a Tesla. No, it, was it was a Tesla, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was a you know, $100,000 car he did that with. <laughs> Which... You don't want a hundred thousand no, dollar car don't. doing that. No, uh, you no, know. You and don't. while we're on this, I was at um, I was at the mall. I don't know a few months ago, and they had a display of the Cadillac ELR. Do you remember the Cadillac that we saw the commercial? It was the awesome commercial. And we loved the commercial. We loved the commercial. And the car is amazing looking. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. really slick looking car. And it's, it's all you know, electric. It's right? electric. It's electric, and it's like or a um, hybrid. It's a, well, this is because I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, I have to, my my car leases up soon, and I was like, I mean, look, I if the technology is there. Heck it's yeah. a cool-looking car. I would yeah. consider it uh, yeah. until I looked at it in more in depth. All they did was plop this unbelievable car on top of a Volt, so it's got the Volt performance. This like is that true? It looks like a hundred thousand dollar unbelievable Cadillac sports car with the Volt performance, uh. like a hundred horsepower or something. I'm like no, it's okay. Forget really? it. Really? Yeah. No, thank you. So I mean, that's a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I understand. What are I guess, they doing? I guess the idea is, you know, someone who wants uh, the technology but doesn't want to sit in a vault every day, you get a nice kind of shell around it. But uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I just wow, I, well, you are this, picky. I am a little picky. Plus, now did you see? Uh, as long as we're on the subject of the electric cars and stuff, uh, our boy Elon Musk wants to start being able to uh, charge your house. Yeah. You know, like stuff for the home? That would yeah, be really cool Tesla if you could pull that off. Home. Um, the idea being you could store the yeah. battery, you could store the energy from a solar panels or something, but e- even more practical when energy is cheapest. So in the middle of the night when, mm. you know, people aren't using energy, you can mm-hmm. store the energy, fill the batteries, and that can fuel your house uh, for the rest of the uh, day. It's, it is a great, nice. I mean, Elon Musk, he's obviously not a conservative. 
Um, uh, he's a liberal guy, but a really smart guy. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if I'm, who I'm knows? a big fan of his car. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, cars <laughs> love great. his car. It's great. Um, and, and he's done a lot of really interesting things, and he has a lot of great yeah. ideas. I don't know. You know, some of them will not work out. But that's the great thing about being a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you some of the things don't things. work out. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can, it's like being the yeah. New York Yankees. You can sign some crappy free agents that cr that crash and waste $100 million on them because you're the New York freaking Yankees. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing about it. But uh, By wow. the way, you were mentioning people being picky. Uh, and some of these kids today, what is up with them? Every single time anything is a little bit out of place, they are so picky and whiny. For example, Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Try to bring them a little bit of nutrition, a little bit of nutrition. What is the problem? Uh, Timothy Martinez, he qualifies for free lunches, but he and his classmates often skip meals and go hungry because the cafeteria food at the Bronx Academy of, Letter uh, of Letters is inedible. Uh, inedible. Baby. Um, when they serve as pizza, sometimes it's not reheated all the way, and you can see the frozen pieces in the dough. So? So, <laughs> it's the same thing with taco meat. And they serve us ices instead of juices. So? There's not much taste to them. Uh, the chicken looks too greasy. It's just frozen food that's been reheated. It's not appetizing. You complain. Um, but this picture, I think, sells a, a nice little story. There's a grasshopper in the middle of the green beans. And? Well, and you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. A little extra protein for you. Right. Better, so sorry. Sorry for you we, than the green beans. Yeah. Sorry we tried to help out your diet yeah. with a little protein <laughs> to make it a little bit healthier. So picky. Man. Anything, you know what, these racist little bastards, anything they can say against Michelle Obama, they'll say. Oh, wait, well, there's also a bee in this person's fruit. So? Okay, a little bee and a little grasshopper, whatever. Uh, okay, honey? it's good for you. Yeah, thank you. And then there was oh, a, a sweetener. A, 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 a bug, bug Lexi. And uh, that just found in her salad. in her salad. Yeah. Well, but, uh, you don't even, Lexi doesn't even know what kind of bug it was. Even yeah. see that thing. Just shut eat up. it and shut up. Yeah, and shut how about up. This? Stop ordering salad. Okay? Oh, wait, there's another Thank one. There's you. a bug okay, So there's the a bug again. in the salad. Lesson again, here, don't get salad. protein. Okay? Uh, just, uh, it adds a different texture, too. What is that little June okay. bug? It's mm. a long gone Come on, dead. tired just of these babies. Shut up. All right, more Jeff, how many bugs have you eaten over Oh, my gosh. I've stopped counting. You don't even care. Yeah. Do you no, anymore? I'm not particularly. You're not a whiner like these little brats. Yeah. If you see food, you stuff it in your gullet. You see food, you eat it. You're on a seafood diet. That's what it's for? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Story. No, we don't have much time here. No, we don't. SNL uh, 40th anniversary. <laughs> look at these charts from 538.com. All right, I'm going to look at them. Successful movie career after SNL. I don't SNL. see a chart. Here How can I go. look at it? There it is. Starts okay. off Eddie Murphy with $9 billion in look number one. Look at that. No way. Oh, what? Yeah. Ben Stiller, 7.3. Robert Downey Jr., 6.4. This did include voice work, I believe. Downey Jr. will pass, okay. pass that, though. Mike Myers, okay. $5.1 Again, a lot of voice work in there. Adam Sandler, And again, 4. this 6. is worldwide. This is not U.S. Yes. Uh, Chris Rock, Bill Murray, Will Ferrell. And on and on and on. Look at that. Um, okay, I'm surprised. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, Eddie Murphy, I'm not surprised. Ben Stiller, I, I don't really remember him on the show at all. Ben Maybe he's just a writer. Uh, next one, let's go to the next chart here. Uh, so, uh, who has the best uh, record, essentially, with um, Rotten, uh, Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, number one, I, I don't. Siobhan Fallon? I don't know who that I don't is. I don't know who that is either. Uh, John Belushi at 72%. Christopher Guest, uh, who, uh, of course, did. Um, uh, best in show and, uh, uh -huh. you know, uh, 
Mighty Wind. Nicely critiqued Spinal movies. Tap. Bill Murray's down there at 61. Tina yeah. Fey, Billy Crystal. Huh. Sarah Silverman at 57. Any more uh. of these we have? I think we have a couple more. Uh, oh, yeah, here are the lowest. Uh, Daryl Hammond, only 19% of his movies are good. Rob Schneider, 23. Chris Kattan, 26. These are not shocking uh, features. Uh, and then uh, Chris Farley, only 35%. Which, man, watching that special last night, you realize Chris Farley is still the funniest freaking part of that show he was to this really day. Funny. He's really been funny. dead for a really long time, and he's still the funniest part of that show. Yeah. Amazing. All right, see you tomorrow.